0: Good evening folks, it is Sunday night, we've just witnessed another round of the greatest competition of the greatest game in the world, I'm talking rugby league, it is the NRL's Sunday session, I'm your host Kenny Scott, the self-appointed voice of the people and with me is Craig Wing, our resident expert, championship, premiership winner and state of origin legend. Wingy, how are you? I'm
1: good, but more importantly, how are you? I'm Welcome exi- back. <laughs> I'm excited. It's been almost <laughs> a month
0: without uh, witnessing what I've already said is the greatest game of all. Uh, bring it on. We've got eight games to get through. I think some cracking football over the weekend. We'll do it as we usually do in reverse chronological order, mm. uh, starting with this afternoon... Dragons four over, sorry, Eels twelve over the Dragons four at Jubilee Stadium. What do we think of this one?
1: Yeah, interesting game that one. I'm, I, I'm sort of looking at um, the Dragons now and thinking where, where are their heads at. What are they thinking for the rest of the year? What's Mary McGregor thinking? Yeah, um, is he under pressure?
0: Is he? Oh, I think he definitely. He'd have to be under pressure,
1: right? So where do they go to from there?
0: This was a really interesting game because I I came into it thinking, all right, here we go. We've got uh, Parramatta. They're they're trying to consolidate their top eight position. Mm -hmm. And I just assumed, without looking at the ladder, that the Dragons were fighting to hang on to being in contention. And I looked at the ladder and they're third last on, what, 14 14 points, I think. So they're basically out of it. When did their season go bust? I I, I missed that completely.
1: Oh, they've just been been progressively going downhill. (laughs) Um, Just... for me I think it's I think their defence has been the thing that's let them down um so much over the last few weeks. But um yeah, today I just look, I guess the Eels just wanted it more.
0: Yeah, I think it was a like it wasn't a great performance from the Eels, but it was pretty solid. They had some pretty good defence. I thought Moses Moses has really sort of come come of age this season, I guess. He had some I think at least three kicks for repeat sets. Um usually he's a player that's known for um, I don't know, letting letting his emotions get the better of him but he was pretty level-headed this game as well um, I really think it was it was a strange game because that second half I, I personally I found it really really exciting even though nothing actually happened so there was a penalty goal I think was the only score maybe um, but because it was yeah, there was so much on the line um, and it was uh, yeah like in terms of the um, the, the pending result there was a, a lot that could have happened nothing actually did but I thought it was pretty exciting to watch Um I don't want to nitpick on particular players, but i got something to say about Ben Hunt. I found there was a couple of times in that game where uh, one was early, uh, midway through the first half, he made an excellent break, a fantastic break. Uh, couldn't quite get the ball away. But rather than take the tackle and build pressure, he kicked for his winger and there was just absolutely nobody there. Um, and a the second time late in the second half, uh, the Dragons had a, re- um, had a repeat set and he flicked a ball out to nowhere and it got picked up and plucked away and intercepted.
1: Is he playing for the easy win? Is, he, is uh, it- Look, I don't think he's playing for the easy win and those traits certainly haven't been just this game. There's been a number of games throughout the year, particularly of late, where, look, I I definitely don't doubt his effort because he's always trying. He's always trying. um, So much so now that, and and particularly given their form, that I find that he's starting to push things a lot more than he probably should. Mm Um, which has a flow and effect with the rest of the team because it's just a it's a downward spiral when you get down get to that situation. But mm. throughout the course of the year, there's been a number of times I, I, I have identified where he'll do some great things and then in clutch moments he just he just doesn't deliver. Yeah, um, which is which is unfortunate for him and 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 the Dragons as well. So what does Mary do? Where does he go? I don't know. <laughs> I've got no idea. Um, it's going to be a tough off season, if anything. Yeah. Um. I. I, I bet they can guarantee that. But um. Look. I, the thing I'm scratching my head about is just the quality of players that they have down there. It's not like they don't have the talent. It's not like they're a drag. Uh. Like a uh. A Canterbury where you look at them and you go, oh, they tried hard, but look. If you match them up against the opposition, they're pre- probably the weaker team. Mm. If you look at this, if you look at this Dragons team, you look at them, and there's some there's some solid rep players in there, and guys that deserve to be rep players. Yeah. Um, but just coming together as a team, they're just not they're just not doing that. And I and I don't know, with that caliber of player, um, I don't know how you get them working together or where, where you sort of start looking for the solution.
0: So usually when you look at something like that, you, you, you'll say, okay, is it a talent problem or is it an attitude problem? And yeah. I think we've just established it's not a talent problem. Yeah. And looking at some of the stuff that you see these players do, and I'm going to use uh, Paul Vaughan, mm-hmm. uh, made a tackle with what looked like a compound fracture in his ring finger. Yeah. It's effort's there as well. Yeah. So what's the missing ingredient?
1: I don't know. I think it's probably, uh, it's probably strategy. I think, um, and I wouldn't say it's the effort because I, I see I see that the effort's there, but I guess it's um, it's just the way they do things. Perhaps it's their defensive structures. They need to be looked at. Um, the decision making in certain situations they need to need to focus on that. But but potentially the philosophy that they have in certain situations isn't isn't on the money, or it could be better.
0: Mm, all right, so I'll, I'll use that uh, as a summary of it's all the coach's fault. <laughs> <laughs> so let's move on to the early Sunday game uh, where we've got the Roosters running right fifty eight versus the Titans six at the SCG. Uh worrying signs for Justin Holbrook and what he's walking into. Oh wow,
1: wow! What a what a job he's got ahead of him. Um, but look, I don't know. Let's let's not talk too much about the Titans. It was a it was obviously a training run for the for the Roosters. Um, probably the only positive to come out of that game was for the Roosters in the sense that they continued it on throughout the whole game. Mm-hmm. You know, they stuck to their game plan. They had. What they tr- what they were trying to do or what they were focusing on doing, they always had that in the back of their minds, and as a result, you know the the score was high at half time, but they doubled it at the back end of the game, so mm. um, they didn't let their foot off the gas. And look, I, I guess it's a for them, it's an easy week, maybe a freshen up week.
0: Yep. So it was Ash Taylor's first game back from his period of personal leave. Um, wouldn't exactly say he had it. A- I mean, well, it definitely wasn't a game to remember. Mm. Uh, do you think future-wise he's looking like he's going to get back on track?
1: Oh, look, it's, if you have any amount of time off, it's, um, you're never going to be at your sharpest when you come back, especially against the, the competition favourites, well, one of the competition favourites. So, um, Look, he's still a young kid, and he's got a tremendous amount of potential. I'm really interested to see how uh, Justin Holbrook works in with him, being a mm. former halfback himself. Um, hopefully that they uh, they can get a bit of a, a bit of a combination going there, or he can he can at least uh, unlock unlock um, his full potential.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, we've seen uh, coaches coming from uh, periods of success within the Super League to have periods of greater success in the NRL. I guess we can all use Trent Robertson as the the poster child for that. So let's uh, let's hope it works. When we're talking, using that question again, um, as we did with the Dragons, if it's talent or attitude, Mm. uh, have you got any insights into that?
1: No, I've I've said for a long time that um, it just seems like the Titans don't know what they're doing. So... I think a lot of that is probably the coaching um, Mm -hmm. and the game plan and everything but it's 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 across the board it's not just in their attack Um, you know they'll do some great things but they don't maintain pressure they'll try and push the pass they don't really have game awareness game management awareness Mm -hmm. and also in defense they can get isolated they could be you know some guys can be coming up and in some guys can be sliding one-on-one missed tackles so that's that's a complete disarray. So I said a number of weeks ago when it was mathematically impossible for the Titans to do anything that they should really be trying to break down each game that they have for the rest of the year in in little blocks in terms of what they're trying to achieve, whether it's a good defensive line or pushing up in support or just a, a few things that they, they're all going to get on board with and they're all going to be marked against at the end of the game because trying to put a complete game plan together for them is just well out of their reach at the moment. So trying to think about too many things in the game is probably not something that they should be focusing on and I'd be trying to get the, a running start into the pre-season by trying to knock off a few things each week uh, from now until the rest of the year of just, just improvement for the team or if it's not going to be for the team, individual improvement because for my mind, the guys at the bottom of the ladder are, 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 are certainly playing. It's, it's, it's an audition every time they go out now. Mm.
0: Yep, fair enough. Um, So let's stop. uh, We'll stop kicking the Titans. A couple of highlights for the Roosters. Obviously, uh, I thought Tedesco had a fantastic game. Latrell scored something like twenty four points, I think. So he was he was pretty on. He Um, was nailing
1: him from the sideline. Yeah, exactly.
0: I think he wasn't he on a a twenty twenty conversions in a row. I think he did, and then he missed one. Yeah, and then he got the rest for the rest of the game. So yeah, but
1: like he he kicks the ball from the sideline and he takes it back about twenty eight meters. Yeah, so he's kicking it from the sideline. Like he's using a pitching wedge. It doesn't even try and hit it hard and it goes over the posts and it's still going high when it goes past. Yeah. So. Well,
0: well, when you got it, you got it, I suppose. Yeah. Um, call out to Brett Morris who got yeah. – he didn't he didn't just bag three tries. Yeah. He got an actual hat trick, three tries back to back to back.
1: In the first half.
0: In the first half, yeah. And yeah. I think that probably signaled um, what was to come for the rest of the game. And I, I'm pretty sure – really should have checked my facts before this, but it puts him somewhere in the all-time highest try scorer list. I think yeah. a, equal 10th maybe. Um, or maybe even ninth, I think. He's in there somewhere now. Yeah, yeah. so good for him. And with uh, the rest of the, s- the finals and um, potentially another year to go, he might even uh, get higher. So uh, well done to the Roosters. Let's move on to Saturday. Um, all the way in uh, Shark Park, sorry, Points Bet Stadium, we had Sharks 30 over... Uh,
1: 39 the- Sharks, Rabbitohs 24. Yep. And it was one of the first times that the, um, the Sharks had a full-strength team. Uh, which was which was pretty good to see for them, and particularly I think the standout guy for me for the for the sharks was uh, was Wade Graham. He had three try assists, ran for more than a hundred meters. I think that was his first game back since he hurt his Hemi in Origin. Mm. So uh, yeah, they certainly looked a lot different. His little his um, the the extra dimension he adds in attack, together with Matty Moylan um, and Fafita was back as well. So. Uh, yeah it was a look they 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 looked a lot better the the sharks and um actually sh- finally showed some promising signs a little bit disappointing for the Rabbitohs. um i think I think their completion rate just killed them yeah, just too many mistakes um never really got got into the rhythm of things um i'm sure semi burgess big semi burgess would probably be, be a bit disappointed with his with his first game back after a number of weeks. Mm. A couple of silly errors, a couple of hothead moments, misplaced aggression. And um, I know uh, Wayne Bennett wasn't too pleased with it after the game.
0: Yeah, I I, I agree with you. I think this is a, I mean, I can't believe the Sharks have not had a full strength team until, what, what round are we at? Twenty or something like yeah. that, and it's taken that long for them to get the, the whole team on the paddock. Mm. Um, and the way they played, like I was Wade Graham, as you said before, was the standout for this game. Yeah. He, I, th- I felt he controlled it beautifully. You could tell his presence in the team; it just adds something. But this this game was like it promised a lot. Again, we're talking like Rabbitohs wanting to consolidate top four, Sharks wanting to co- wanting to consolidate somewhere in the top eight, um, and I reckon it delivered. Some of the, it was a trifest, So what, thirty nine to twenty four is a massive yeah. score line. Uh, some of these tries I thought were, were just amazing. So, like, yeah, the fans I, 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 certainly
1: got their money's worth. I
0: love a long-range kick. Yeah, I like the the Reynolds for Gagai kick for for South, and then also um, the Brayley Grumber for for Josh Morris. Like, that just—it was so fast, so slick, um, and really, really entertaining. So, I'd say, uh, well done to both teams.
1: Yeah, and it's um, look, it's I've been waiting for the Sharks to deliver for ages, but. Um, realistically they're sitting at seventh now and Mm. looking at their run in they could probably have a crack at it if they if they keep everyone fit and healthy i mean they got the panthers which should be a they could win that the dragons they should win the warriors they should win the raiders will be tough and then the tigers they probably could win so they could theoretically go on a little bit of a roll from here
0: that's a pretty uh juicy looking run home in terms of every single one of those games outside Mm -hmm. of the outside of the sharks run for the top eight i think we'll probably get get rid of the Dragons. Yeah. But every single one of those teams is also vying for that same spot. Jesus, it's yeah. going to be an exciting back yeah, into the season.
1: Yeah, it's going to be really interesting. And you know, I guess for the, for the Rabbitohs, it was a disappointing one for them. Um, I guess of late, they've probably been winning games that they probably shouldn't have. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those ones where they just didn't get away with it this time. So yeah. hopefully, from my point of view, hopefully mm-hmm. that's a wake-up call for the Rabbitohs in the sense that, look, you know, Get back to doing the basics right, and probably the number one basic is, you need to be completing it around eighty-five percent. Yeah. And completing at sixty-five percent, which is what they did on the weekend, is not going to get you anywhere in the finals.
0: Yep, I totally agree. I um I definitely had this one circled as a Rabbitohs win. Um so uh, the the Sharks definitely deserved it. And
1: what do you think is going to happen to Sammy Burgess? Uh, this is for the
0: the high tackle. Oh the high tackle on yeah. Moylan and then um
1: yeah it wasn't know. too good and then the elbow on Gallon yeah, um, on Gallon. Yeah,
0: yeah, I think um given his record, yeah. I th- I think he's 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 got some he's got loading points. I'm not quite sure yeah. how it works, but I think he's gonna have a case to answer for and I think yeah. he's gonna miss some time. He's gonna miss some games for it. So those Burgess boys, they're becoming quite expensive in, yeah. terms, of, big in terms of missed games. Yeah, I think I don't know what it is with Um, Controlled aggression is really valuable. Misplaced aggression is really expensive and dangerous. So um, those fellas had really better start washing themselves. Although Mm. I'm sure with someone like Wayne Bennett at the helm, um, not something he can't handle. Uh, Let's move on to the second game on Saturday where we had a surprise win for the Bulldogs. 16 uh, against the Panthers, 8.
1: That was, um, look, the the Panthers they should be really disappointed with that one because of their run home um they i guess they were probably thinking that that was a given two points mm. but it just goes to show with the bulldogs hats off to the bulldogs they just kept trying and trying and they they came away with the points but the worrying thing was was i saw shades of what the panthers were showing all year where they just can't get their attack together yeah um they had Look, they had a number of opportunities on, on the line for the Bulldogs, and they didn't even they couldn't break them. Not even when um, who got sent off was it Josh Jackson or some someone got sent off mm. for the uh, for the Bulldogs, and they still couldn't get points. So
0: yeah, I, I, I reckon um, I would say the Panthers in this game had an excellent passing game. Mm. They were they, they were they were throwing the ball around a lot, but their attack. Yeah, like it was so flat like it, yeah. it, it's like when they when they got close they they didn't know what to do yeah and i, I don't want to take credit away from the bulldogs because their goal line defense was rock solid like it was it was really really good but the yeah. panthers um yeah they're going to need to work on what to do when they get in that that opposition red zone
1: yeah it's kind of like they're just waiting for someone to break a tackle as opposed to really taking it hard into the line and putting the defense in two minds mm. um We'll get onto it a bit later, but similar to the way that the Broncos, uh, the, the the storm come at you, and I was watching the Broncos just backing off, just having no idea what to do. Yeah. Whereas um, the Panthers aren't really bringing that at the moment, which is a bit concerning for them because that was probably one of their strengths last year, and that mm. was how they were were able to 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 win so many games from behind. But they just, I don't know what it is. They just don't have it this year. Yeah, it's a real disappointment for Panthers
0: fans because that was uh, a clutch game. They needed to win that. To, to get some breathing space in that yeah. race for the top eight. I think it sees them clinging on to yeah. eighth spot, but I'm pretty sure it's just for and against. Yep. Um, and maybe, maybe a one-point difference between them and the Broncos. It's, uh, so it's all getting pretty
1: interesting. But they're still in it looking at their run home. I mean, Cronulla, that'll be a tough one. And then Broncos, mm-hmm. Cowboys, um, Roosters, they probably won't win that one. <laughs> and then and then the Knights. Yeah, so, but, this? but the Panthers... They could win all of they could win all of those except the roosters or they could win none of them. Yeah. The way that they're going. Yeah. So flip a coin and it's I can't work it out. Yeah, I think
0: it like like we said before, it's gonna be a really exciting end to the season. Um before we move on, I wanted to call out uh, Dallin Wateni Zalesnya, uh, yes. D W Z.
1: Congratulations think, to him.
0: Yep, I think he's done really well. Um since his uh since his move over to the bulldogs yeah. um, he's actually
1: he's been a shining light for them and he's been a real leader mm. um, and has really added another dimension to his uh, to their attack like their counter attack is actually not too bad um, when you give him a bit of space as yeah. we saw in a number of times in that game and probably another shout out was Liam Martin I thought he was oh, good yeah? for the panthers yeah cool yeah, yep. I, he did some good things and um, yeah I think he's uh, he's got some legs there yep
0: nice one all right so let's move on to Saturday afternoon. Lotto Land. It was a festival of all things Manly Seagulls, 30, defeating the Knights, 6.
1: Yeah, it was um, Manly. I I was actually very surprised with how much Manly just dominated them. Mm. Um, Disappointing performance from the Knights. It seems like they're kind of slipping. Um, Each week they just... They just get further and further away. Yeah. Um. It wasn't. It wasn't too long ago, or even just around Origin time, just before Origin, they were they were on fire. I just thought that they, I thought back then they they were where Manly are now. Yeah. But um, Manly just keep going from strength to strength. And one of the things that I'm noticing about Manly is their their plays are slowly becoming more complex. Everyone's knowing um, where everyone else is going to be they're starting to develop combinations um and were and what were once average sub subpar first graders are now solid solid first graders constantly performing at a, at a high level before we were talking about a number of them playing above their ability but now that's just it's just what they deliver at week in week out so it's it's what they are so yeah He's done an, an outstanding job with them up there.
0: Yeah, you're right. I remember looking at the Manly team at the beginning of this year and saying, All right, I, I can see DCE, the Travoyeviches, yeah. and 14 guys I've never heard of before or, yeah. or wouldn't, you know, wouldn't say are regular first graders. And then um, the way they've been playing, like he's definitely gotten the best out of blokes like um, yeah. George DeFour and Curtis Syrinen. Yeah. yeah, I think because you know, being a Tigers fan, I've, I've stayed close to what's going on with Syrinen because he's another one of. Who's, um, who has moved on, never quite made it at the Tigers, but he's really come into his own. Yeah. Um, and even like players like Moses Suli, yeah. he's had a troubled past um, yeah. in terms of on-field, well, effort and training yeah. and diet and stuff, um, let go from the Tigers, let go from the Bulldogs, yeah. round up at Manly. And like he's not setting the world on fire, but he's just being yeah. solid. Like He's yeah. reliable and he's such a big body. Um, he's really providing useful. And they're all,
1: they're all playing for each other. They're all playing with confidence and they all know what their role is on the field which is kind of you look where they came from their game plan was very very basic at the start not that long ago it was just all about um and the defensive structures were really really easy uh easy to understand um and it was just all about effort but now they're slowly building things onto their game bit by bit by bit and they they're really getting a bit of a run on and looking at their um their run in um, you know they've got the the Warriors, which they should probably get. The Tigers, you'd like to think that they're going to get that one. Raiders will be tough. Storm will be tough, and then they finish with Paris. So um, they could really build some momentum. And um, I look at the Eagle Sea Eagles, and then I look at the Titans, and I think this is kind of what the Titans should be trying to yeah. trying to aim towards um, for themselves. They should be looking at. You know, what were the things that Manly were doing at the start of the year when everyone wrote them off? Um, they had no troops. They had injuries. What were they doing then that built the foundation for, for Manly now?
0: Yep. I think um, it's pretty amazing. If you look at that crowd, that that the crowd and just the, the vibe at, at Brookvale at the moment, compare that. It's amazing what, what winning does for, yep. you know, a community, for a supporter base. Yep. Um, and, and, like, this time last year, I think we were looking at, you know, like, Let's call it four thousand, like um, official attendance of eight yeah. thousand on you know lonely Saturday nights with Manly not doing anything. To it, I don't know what the official attendance was, but yeah. it looked spectacular that that yeah. hill being full. Um, just the I, I've got blo- um, no people on the northern yeah. peninsula. Just say the the vibe of the place when Manly's on, it's a great place to be. And,
1: and it must be so good for the players as well. It's 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 like it's a one team town up there. <laughs> um, they ask, you know people over the north side of the bridge. I'm one of them now. Can you believe it? Oh. But, um, <laughs> um, just don't seem to come over this side, particularly over in Manly. But um, when everybody's on board, uh, when, when things are going well there, everybody's on board. When everybody's on board, it's so much fun for the players. Yeah. Um, it's great being out and about in the community because everyone's patting you on the back yeah. or everyone just wants to talk about how the good good things are. And then it has a flow-on effect to the way that the guys play. The guys play with confidence. They love what they're doing. You look at the way they celebrate each and every try. Um, yeah, it must be a pretty good place up there at the moment.
0: Um, all right, so before we move on, anything to, to add uh, regarding the Knights?
1: Yes, Knights. They got some work to do, and um, I saw that... Um, uh, um, Brown mentioned it in the in in the press conference at the moment. Where it's just look, there's um, there's guys trying, and then there's guys sort of just it seems like their heads not on, mm. not 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 in the right place. And 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 for the Knights to be successful, they need everybody at the top of their game. And they're not they're not the type of te- type of team where you can have three or four guys off their game because because um, it really uh, it really affects them. But um, I do note that. In the first half, I think they sort of left two potential tries begging, um, gone begging, and it could have been a very, very different uh, situation going in at halftime. Yep. Um, so, so we're talking
0: if, um, the Lino chip for Sean Kenny Dow. Yeah, and yeah. then
1: there was another one where there was a pass and he mm. just line line wide open. and they could have they could have gone into it, gone into halftime with a handy lead, which yeah, completely changes everything. Yeah. But Look, that's footy and it's, um, it's probably an opportunity missed. Um, but you look at the Knights run in, they've got Power of the Cowboys, then the Tigers, Titans, and uh, the Panthers. They could win all of those. But well, the way they're going, they could win none of them. Yeah, exactly. So, so it's, not, it's not the hardest run in. Uh, if they can get back to where they were, were like a month or so ago, um, they should be able to do it. But now they're sitting at 12th place. And they've slowly been going backwards for the last few weeks. So they really It need really to do says something, something
0: to the strength of the competition where you can have a team running 12th, yeah. five weeks before the end of the season, yeah. and still them, it's not about mathematical possibility, a genuine possibility of making the final. So yeah. I know I say it all the time, but rugby league, how good is it? Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Friday where in Suncorp uh, in Brisbane, the Storm spoiled the party for the Broncos 40-4.
1: Annihilating them. The bronc- uh, the the actually the the thing that really stood out for me was how dynamic the storm attack were. They were on the front foot, and I thought, was that just the storm being the storm playing really well? But I, I had a closer look at it, and it was just it was the Broncos' defense trying to just being too passive, um, yeah. trying to play the up hold, try and slide and push them to the sideline. Where I just saw it so many times the the the. The Broncos' um, backs in particular were just up there and just standing around, backing off. And any time you do that to a Storm team, they're just going to chew you up. Like early on in the game, they didn't really pick up on it. But then as time went on, they just got into them and, and there was no stopping them.
0: Yeah, this was a, like, a red-hot Storm. Like yeah. Let's just call it for what it is. The Storm were on here. Another yeah. Cameron Smith masterclass. Yeah. This guy, he, he just gets better like, the longer he plays, the better he is, and the less he seems to need to do. He just yeah. controlled everything. Everything he – every action he had, he made was deliberate yeah. for a known, like, a, a, you know, a known consequence. He knew yeah. exactly what he was going to do and how and what what the um the ripple effects of that was going to be. So, you know, maybe we don't celebrate Cam Smith enough. I know he's much maligned um, yeah. in, in New South Wales because he's the – you know, he manipulates the refs and all that sort of stuff. Or, um, no, but he's, just, he's, he's just an just the excellent ult- He's
1: just the ultimate professional. Yeah. It doesn't even look like slowing down. Um, doesn't even look like he's at the back end of the year where there's a bit of fatigue or anything. He's just um, he's just outstanding. But I thought Munster was pretty good. Uh, Hughes was good. Pappenhausen was good in uh, good in moments yeah. too. I, I love seeing him get through a half break. Uh, and Bromwich was good on the edge too.
0: I remember watching. Uh, I think it was when Jerome Hughes scored just after half time, which is when the game really turned. And right. I thought, okay, the Broncos have no chance here. But watching him, and I, I just thought back to you know when when all the when the greats of Melbourne started to started to retire, started to move away like you know Cronk left and Slater left, and thinking okay, the Melbourne dynasty's done. They're never going to get kids that are that are going to be as good as as the players they've let go. Yeah. And you look at the guys coming through. I don't know how yeah. they do it. And it says it speaks a lot for the culture of the team, the leadership of Smith and Bellamy. Yeah. But these these guys like the ones you just write it off, Pappenhausen,
1: yeah.
0: Hughes, and um, Munster. They are, I mean, Munster's already a, a yeah. rep player, but the other two, they're rep players in the making, really, yeah. really talented ones.
1: The thing that stands out for me is the guys that step in are almost clones of the guys that they're replacing <laughs> in terms of their skill set. So that says to me that, um, one, their recruitment, they rec- rec- recruit a particular type of guy, but as soon as they get them in, right from the get-go, they, know, they let them know the standard that they need to be at, the skill set that they need to have, and... Um, their requirement in their position in both attack and defense, what they need to do. And it's a case of you do all of that, then you're a fullback or you're Mm. a center and anything you can bring over and above that makes you a, that extra special player. So they're right across the board. You look at them contrasting to, you look at the Titans, um, right across the board, every player knows what they have to do in every single position, um, right throughout the game and they're focused and concentrating for 80 minutes mm. always looking eyes up and then as soon as someone else, someone drops out and they bring someone else in they know exactly what to do as well whereas when I look at the Titans I look across the board and it's a lot of the times it's they, they, they get mixed up between what are the non-negotiables of my position and what are the special other things that I can bring that makes me a special player but you can't you can't use those trick shots to be the foundation of your game. Yep,
0: I like that. All right, so that's uh, another uh, lesson in the celebration of Melbourne. Yep. Anthony Seibold, where does he go to from here?
1: Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's a hard one because for me, I think the the Broncos are a little bit one dimensional at the moment. If their forward pack don't fire, if you can nullify their forward pack, then their backs aren't really gonna aren't gonna win the game for you. And I think the Storm are onto that because they um, they certainly contained the Broncos forwards and then. And then they didn't really have anything across the park there. But yeah.
0: I thought the, the, the <sighs> first ten minutes for the Broncos were promising. I thought yeah. this is this is going to be a really intense game, um, but it came undone pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I think the Broncos just look at it and think, okay, they're the Storm. We've got an easier game next week. <laughs> mm, well, who they, who have they got next week? Uh, they got the Cowboys. Oh, well. So they got, they got the, so the Broncos are sitting tenth at the moment. They got the Cowboys, the local derby. That's always going to be a tough game. Um, good entertainment. Then they got Penrith, which you, they could probably get that one. Mm-hmm. South, um, that's always a good good challenge between those two teams. But I'm going to back South there, and then the Eels and the Dogs. So it's not like they've got the hardest run in either. No, you're right, that's true.
0: Um, Brisbane, I think Brisbane have probably give, will accept. Giving Seaball one season's grace. To give yes, Kassinua, I, I, I think
1: they will. I, th- I, I agree. Like no with one's going to
0: like them if they miss the yeah. finals. No one's going to like it. But they'll yeah. probably accept that it's it was a possibility. Yeah, he it, they have to perform next season.
1: They do, they yeah. do. Um, but in saying that, I, I also think that the that young Ford pack that they've got up there is just going to be that little bit more experienced. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the, the the talent that they've got in that Ford pack is is phenomenal, yeah. and they got some good players in the back. So I just I feel like. They just need a little bit more – they just need someone that really can take control of the game instead of the ship. Yeah.
0: Uh, All right, so let's move on to the early Friday game. Jeez, Mount Smart Stadium, it was not a happy hunting ground for the Warriors. 46, the Raiders defeating the Warriors, 12. This one – if you're a Warriors fan, like I – we've spoken before about how much – at least I love watching the Warriors and they're a fantastic team, but – who, who could support them they it, it's a roller coaster ride it's it's nothing yeah. but but emotion joy and heartbreak um, this one started started interestingly enough Jared Coker having two disallowed tries in the opening 10 minutes yeah. there's got to be some kind of record I can't remember it since well, I think Gareth Ellis got three disallowed tries in a finals in the Tigers in two thousand eleven, um, but other than that, it was really it, it was all Raiders. I think it was thirty yeah. nil at half time.
1: Yeah, thirty nil at half time probably says it all, doesn't it? Yeah. What
0: what as, have you, as a player did you ever have one of those experiences going in? You basically know the game's over. Yeah. What what do you do? How do you how do you
1: handle that? Uh, f- so I've had a number of them throughout the years. Probably more so at South in my early years. <laughs> <laughs> um, but look, there's you've really got to break it down and try and win the second half because you're not going to get those points back no matter what. Um, when, when a team goes on with it in the second half, and like so you've got a, you've got a chance to come in at halftime, readjust, look each other in the eye, get some instructions from the coach, get some feedback on what's going wrong, and then you can go out and completely change your game plan or completely go out with a different mindset in the second half when you come out in the second half and the, and, and the the opposition team just does exactly the same thing and doubles the score, mm. your head's clearly not in the game and you're not, you're not, you're not doing anything right out on the field. So um, that was probably the biggest concerning concerning thing for them. And I, for me, honestly, I think the Warriors are gone. Uh, <laughs> you heard it here first. <laughs> they're, uh, they're, they're 12th now. They've got Manly, given Manly's coming form, they'll yep. probably lose that one. They've got the Roosters, they'll probably yep. lose that one. Sharks, well, Mm. Sharks are on the up and up. They Mm -hmm. might have a chance of winning that. Then they got the Bunnies and the Raiders. So of all the run-ins home, I think the Warriors have got the hardest. Yep, I like that. We'll um, strike a line through them. Gone. Yep, Warriors gone.
0: Um, So again, looking at the final score, uh, it was 30-0 at halftime. Final score, 46-12. So... Uh, the Raiders. If you if you look at that second half in isolation, it was uh, a sixteen twelve loss to the Warriors. Yeah. Is is that the kind of thing mentally that that they will use to go into the next game?
1: Uh, yeah, potentially, potentially. But I, it's. Um I guess one of the criticisms for, for the Warriors throughout the games this year is when things start to go against them, they give up too easily. Mm. They don't, um, you know, they'll mount some pressure, they'll mount some pressure, attack an opposition's try line. And then so many times I've seen the opposition score a try against the run of play just when things don't seem to go their way. Yeah. Um, looking at their run home, I, I can really see the Warriors players just thinking, wow, this is too hard.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Give it up, boys. Let's go to Bali. Yeah. Oh, dear. A um, couple of, couple of uh, funny moments I wanted to call out here. The the um, dressing room camera at halftime got Stephen Kearney giving the players an absolute serve, which is not something you see very often so much. Yeah. I think he threw a towel at one of them at one yeah. point. Um, so obviously a 30-0 scoreline, he wasn't happy. And just looking... Knowing, seeing that footage, and then when um, Harris Tevita scored the Warriors' first try yeah. after thirty nil to make it thirty to four, he got up and was about to do a huge celebration, and then obviously thought back to what. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah Wait, yeah. we're thirty nil no, down. No, hang on, we're, I'm, we're, angry. Yeah, <laughs> hang 30-0 I'm angry. Hang on, thirty nil down, yeah. and the coaches had a massive serve at me. All right, and then just sort of yeah. um, played it cool after that. But um, hats off to the Raiders. I think they're they're going from strength to strength. Uh, I thought they played some really good, uh, really good, solid football with a yeah. bit of Warriors flair in there as well. So. Yeah,
1: they've. um the, the Raiders, they're playing with a bit of grit now. So they know how to win a game, they know how to win a tight game, and they know how to win a game ugly mm. now. So um, I see some promising signs for the Raiders uh, um, coming into this final su- yeah. series.
0: I think they've probably learnt some pretty valuable lessons yeah. from last year yeah. and used that to, to make them better for this year. So um, yeah. that shows progress. Well done to Ricky Stewart there. Um, all right, so let's go all the way back to Thursday night, where we were at a cold Leichhardt Oval, watching the Tigers triumph over the Cowboys, twenty-eight to four.
1: And it was a celebration of Robbie Farah's career, it as I see. It certainly
0: was. They had uh, they had the big uh, had Robbie's name in lights down at the western end of the ground. Um, it was you know the crowd was chanting Robbie. I was there, of course, How good. Um, trying to get his attention. Uh, <laughs> he still doesn't know who I am. Um, but yeah, what did you think of
1: this one? Oh, I, th- I thought it was good. I thought it was. Um I, I love it when I see a team stand up in, in in a um in a milestone game for one of their inspirational leaders mm-hmm. um he's he's had he's been there for all the success that they've had um and it was it was good just to see the um the the Tigers Tigers uh, pull it all together um I thought the Cowboys were trying hard but just poor execution had no luck at uh, luck at all tries disallowed and um for me I think uh, with the Cowboys I think Clifford at, at halfback he just mm. seems a bit too inexperienced mm. uh, at times. Yeah. Um, I thought he would have matured a bit more over the course of the year but it just it, it's hard as a half particularly when you're down the bottom of the ladder to to mature and um and, and, and play with confidence. Yeah. Uh, particularly given your team's losing and generally when teams lose they they look at the halves yep. so Bit of a tough situation for him.
0: Yeah, you mentioned those disallowed tries. I think yeah. that at halftime or some, at some point of the game, it was 16 0 to the Tigers. Yeah. Had those, I mean, similar to what we were saying about the Knights, had those Cowboys tries, yeah. two were disallowed and one was a, a late uh, yeah. a strip from Brooks, I think, to, yeah. to strip the ball at the end of the line. But had one, one or two of those come off, the game would yeah. have been really different. Yeah. Um, it did, I, I think the 16 0 scoreline then and probably the 28 4 scoreline at the end. It gives false a false sense of dominance from the Tigers. They did yeah. dominate at the end, but yeah. I think the opening half, it, was, it, it wasn't what the scoreboard indicated. Yeah, look,
1: I, I saw that both teams were trying hard. The Tigers were trying just as hard. I liked their swarming defence that the Tigers were, were coming up with. Their, their attack was more dynamic. Their shape was more dynamic. Obviously, that's attributed to the halves. Um, they were playing up-tempo. Um, I thought the... Probably the difference was was the classy halves that, that the Tigers had, yeah. um, and Brooks and Marshall as well. They they were playing well, and um, but uh, there's not too many people better at putting big bloke big blokes on edge defenders than um, than Benji Marshall and uh, and Luke Brooks as well. He was doing yeah. a good job of it, and and they just they just had nothing. Yeah. They had nothing on those edges in defence.
0: Um, two things uh, I'd, I'd like to call out for this game. Uh, one, Chris Lawrence getting a try. Yeah. Like, they're, they're one, like of the, one of the game's great guys. Ca-
1: case in point, like that that moment, yeah. his try, he just, he just hit the ball yeah, that was- on the perfect line. And he had players all over him, but it kind of just looked easy for him.
0: Mm, yeah. And um, Corey Thompson, I think he's, he's getting better. At, yeah. I'm, a, I'm a huge Corey Thompson yeah. fan, but I think he's getting better every single week at fullback. But there was one point of the game where J- Jason Tomololo made a break. Jason, like JT, held, what one hundred and fifteen kilos, yeah. full pace, nothing but little yeah. like eighty kilo Corey yeah, Thompson, yeah. and he just launched himself at is, him. He is didn't he even eighty
1: kilos. Oh yeah, <laughs>
0: yeah, maybe when he's wet. Yeah. Um, he like he didn't complete the tackle, but did yeah. enough to slow him down, yeah. give time for the Tigers' defense to come there and break him and and bring big JT down. I think he's just uh, he's getting better and better each week.
1: Yeah, I'm a big I'm a big Corey Thompson fan as well. Um, I just love. For his size and stature, how many times he finds himself in clear space, yep. how many tackles he breaks, and just how much energy he brings to the game, which um, every, other team in the, uh, every other player in the team can feed off that.
0: Yeah, um, Tigers fans with memories of 2005 all see shades of Brett Hodgson in Corey Thompson. So yep. uh, fairy tales do come true, never forget.
1: So what do you think of the, uh, the Tigers' run-in? They've got, they're sitting at 8th at the moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, They've got the Dogs... So should get that one. The
0: last time the Tigers should get should have gotten the game <laughs> against the Dogs round two or three. They yeah. got served. A, okay, here we go. We t- got
1: we got the Dogs. We got Manly, the Knights, Dragons, and Sharks. Oh, that's
0: really tough. You could probably say they could get the Dogs. The rest of them, anything could happen. They're just yeah. they're going to be edge of your seat, yeah, um, white knuckle games. So <laughs> all all I can say is go out and go out and see them because it yeah. it's it's going to be a great end of the season for everybody. Yeah. Um, is,
1: is, um, is Benji going around again?
0: Yeah, that's what the yeah. rumor is. So, um, so is it confirmed? Because well, Robbie's that, that's retiring. Why yeah, Robbie's definitely retiring. Yeah. If that's why Reynolds was Josh Reynolds was given like told you can, yeah. you're free to negotiate with other clubs because they're going to sign Benji for another year.
1: Yeah, right. Which means that he's not slowing down either, Benji. Yeah, it's amazing. Well, I I, actually, I'm watching him more carefully these days. And he's doing a bit of a Cameron Smith in the sense that he knows where to inject himself, he knows where he needs to deliver, he knows where he needs to put the effort in, but he also knows that he's not going to win any awards by trying to put a guy on his arse in defence Yeah. Or really bash his body up in defense he's yeah. just he's doing his job in those in those areas and he knows that when it comes to attack time he needs to be fresh he needs to have energy and he needs to deliver and that's that's what he's focusing on and I think he's uh, I think he's really nailed it yeah
0: yeah well I, I'd love to see him going around for another year also because uh like with Robbie's 300th they got the win Benji's they didn't so I'd yeah. love to see him just some other kind of milestone game that we can give him and, and see him get yeah. get a win or you never know a grand final You can never write it out, right?
1: (laughs) Well, look, I always say, once you get to the finals, anything can happen. Remember the Dragons last year? Yes. Dragons limped into the finals, <laughs> and then all of a sudden they won. I think they won two, and it was like, hang on a second, they're, yeah. they're actually pretty good here.
0: Or the uh, the Cowboys the year before that. Yeah. They they, they fell into the finals and just yeah. kept winning and found themselves in the grand yeah. final. The the so. thing
1: is, you just got to get there. Just get there, and then everything changes. All right.
0: Well, uh, it will all become clearer as the weeks go on. That rounds out another week of classic football action. Uh, anything else to add?
1: nope I'm good. All right.
0: Thanks, everyone.